This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. It's a weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom. I'll be here each and every Monday, even International Weekend. And I'll be here with ITFC aficionado David Diamond for a sometimes informative but always irreverent hour of football conversation. So, make your Monday a blue Monday. If you can hear rustling, ladies and gentlemen, that means because down the line on Skype in Diamond Towers, Rushmere, you can hear David Diamond. Hello, Dave. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, someone's given me grief for that, haven't they? Someone's given me grief for pen tapping. Pen tapping? and yeah, I forget who it was. Someone, someone on the uh, unprofessional, someone on, tw- someone on Twitter for pen tap and a general, um, general rustling on the mic, I think. And then you did have a bit of a pop. He said, but he won't spend any money on gear. Won't spend any money. He's too busy spending it on his property portfolio. Find, <laughs> yes, so find him I own, in Monte Carlo sorry, next week. So weekend. can I just say, I just like to put it out there. I own one house, which is what I live in. That's that. <laughs> it. Thank you. Just want to just totally not nip that in the bud. Um, Dave, Tim says, uh, fill time this pod with yours and Dave's review of Mrs. Spence's performance in Power Rangers. Have you? Oh, is it out? Is it out now? Don't know. Is it stuck? Oh, Spence. Have you, um, you, can, can someone go and watch Power Rangers? Or should we just yeah. pipe in Mark Kermode's review of Power Rangers? Yes. Oh, that's good, Ben. Yeah, do that. Surely Anna, must, surely Anna must go and watch must watch it, or doesn't she? She's a film know. blogger, isn't she? I don't there know. you go. That, that might be on the list. Yeah. Your, your partner. Um, there you go. Right, tenuous links to England. I put it out there last week, I, Dave. There's not much going on Ipswich-wise in the you, in the England you, squad. Can I just say you overlooked Jake Livermore? Didn't <laughs> I did, didn't I? So well, Jake like Livermore's you, that's not even tenuous, is it? No, like you, yeah, that doesn't count. It's not even tenuous. But like you, I couldn't even believe he was in the England squad. But there you go. Apparently, he played quite well. They played today. I didn't even know the result. Did they? I, I assume they won comfortably. Don't, don't, don't care. Um, <laughs> Stuart says, this is more what I was going for. I oh. saw James Ward-Prowse score a yes. free kick at Portman Road for England under-21s. How is that for a tenuous England link? And Dave Harrison says, Adam Lalana was in the Southampton side <laughs> who Ipswich yes, beat in the FA Youth Cup. So Yes, he was. So was 
Theo Walcott, but I'm not even sure Theo Walcott was in the England squad, was he? We had a bit of that. Um, What's his name? Uh, Lewis um, put some of that on the... That Bale was in there and, and was McGoldrick and Best and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They were all in there. Um, I did, I must admit, I did have a bit of the England on, like, silently while I was doing work on when I played Germany. And mm. they brought on two subs, right? And I'm a football fan. And it was Shaw and Ward Prowse. I didn't know who either of them were. <laughs> I can recognise oh. Oh no, Luke Shaw, what is he ever doing here in England squad? I, d- I didn't know who they I... were, yeah. Well, Luke, Luke, Luke Shaw obviously is the 30 odd million fullback. Again, funny enough, another Southampton. <laughs> they have produced some players, haven't they? That went to yeah. Man U a couple of seasons ago. Injury prone, they have a couple of bad injuries, but uh, yeah, England are quite well. What are we talking about, England? Stop it. No, carry on. Stop it. Carry on. Um, this week, our wonderful friends at ITFC Bible um, mm. set up the, the hashtag. Um, my ITFC, which was quite good fun uh, on, yeah. on Twitter. So if you um, are down in the dumps like a lot of Ipswich um, fans are, just bash in that hashtag my ITFC, and you'll see just tons of replies. Did you were you following that, Dave? I, I followed it. A, I did follow it a bit. Yeah, yeah. This was like all these sort of feel good ITFC feel good moments from the past, wasn't it? Lots of pictures of Martin Rusa mid shot, just about to smash it into the top yeah. corner at Wembley. Yeah. On that on, on that subject, I was driving um, driving driving this morning and um, well, early afternoon. Did you take the did you take the Bentley today? Did you? That is funny. You got to admit, it's, it's, funny. it's not funny. It's not. It's not even worth a chortle. <laughs> and um, and I am. Um, I was um, and switched on Talksport. Danny Kelly, I quite like Danny Kelly. I must admit on Talksport, and um, he had Paul Mariner on there on a son. I don't know if you ever heard. You must do. Oh, you Michael driving around. tweeted us about my, that. Yeah, my my sport in life or something like that. It's cool. And I, I listened. I got. I listened to it for a bit when I got him, and that that was really good. Good insight into like the. Um, um, certainly a 78 cup final when he said this is how it was back then you know literally the day before the night before the game the gaffer Robson pulled us all together said lads right I'm not only going to spring this on you now we're playing a totally different formation tomorrow that you've never played before genius absolute genius yeah, yeah sure it was that, good that'll be podcastable or listen to the game I'm sure I'm listen sure, I'm sure it will yeah that was Jordan um, my lad Jordan he um, he listened to most of it he said oh yeah you really enjoyed it yeah it's, it's, it's good yeah it's still uh, still very much very much a legend and you forget you know he played Mariner I did all this to death in the pod last year didn't I but he played all like, all the games at the World Cup 1982 and he was saying that England side in 1982 was so close they didn't lose a game so they you know and that included playing France, Germany and Spain in 82 didn't lose a game but went out on I don't know goal average or whatever and he said had Robson um, you know Keegan and Brooklyn State foot he reckon we would have gone very very deep in that but yeah it was interesting it's good yeah, um, so I put it out because there's no game to talk about this weekend. I put it out to um, Twitter um, for questions and subjects. So should we tackle a few of these, Dave? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Benjamin Steed says, um, how does Marcus Evans compare to previous owners and or good, bad owners at other clubs? Now, before you answer that, Dave, um, we have a listener, Andrew, who's up in Middlesbrough. And he was the first person I thought about because everyone Gibson. babbles Gibson. on about how amazing Steve Gibson is. And we'll talk about whether he actually is or isn't. So um, I gave Andrew a shout. And right. He said of Steve Gibson, um, he saved our club for starters. Anyone would be thankful for that. 
He also yeah. invested a lot, generally wisely, into the club from his own pocket. Does this all sound mm-hmm. familiar? <laughs> he also yeah. generally stays quiet and lets things progress. On the flip side, he's far too loyal to managers. Robson and Southgate took us down pretty yeah. toothlessly in the league, and he yeah. held on to them for too long afterwards. Also with Karanka twice. The impression when you look at our managers is that he won't pay decent wage to come to the lovely area around Middlesbrough Borough itself is quite yeah. good. So, Dave, yeah, yeah. what what is what is a good, what is a good owner? What does that mean? I tell, I tell you what I would say about Gibson, and he's say all that, and he's he's been at the helm a long time. I mean, Steve Gibson must have been there twenty years. I, yeah, I, I remember the BT Selnet Stadium in when yeah. they had Janino and. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that, that must that must be twenty years ago. That must be late. Yeah, that's ninety five. Late nineties. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And what I would say about Steve Gibson, he is visible, isn't he? Yes. If you, if, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He is, he's visible. So from that point of view, I just think, and we've done it. I think we've done this to death a lot, but obviously we're padding things out a bit tonight. Don't but, don't, um, don't say that. <laughs> no, <laughs> he um, just it's the, what frustrates the fans is. Evans, Marcus Evans is just, he's not visible. You know, he's not, he never, he, you know, you don't know, well, no one had ever seen him until a couple of seasons ago, supposedly, there wasn't any photos of him. And then people obviously started clocking that he was in the, um, in his exec box, most, you know, back then for most games, I think with Charlie Woods, who is his football advisor. And that's what I think frustrates fans, that he doesn't, him himself doesn't come out and says how it is and instead puts his, Okay, Ian Milner is the CEO day to day running of the club and puts him up, puts him up in, you know, instead. Now I think Ian Milner generally does a pretty good job in fronting the fans. You He's know, a good if you talker. He is a good talker, and that's why he obviously puts him up for doing it. Um, what makes a good owner? Yeah, um, let's get back to that question. That was yeah. Sorry, question. mate. I mean, some, some it, <laughs> I'll tell you, who makes a good owner. A um, Sheikh Mansour. Uh, that's a, who makes a, a good Sheikh owner. Sheikh Mansour. Exactly what I was going to say. Or a Russian oligarch well, that's that's who a, makes a good owner. Is, is it that is it that simple? <laughs> Just someone with the most money who's prepared to spend it all, or is it more nuanced than that? Well, it probably is more nuanced, but to the fan, it's not, is it? I mean, look at look at Chelsea before look at Chelsea before Abramovich, you know, we're near. You look at Man City before Sheikh Mansour, no, we're near. Yeah, that's it's just what it is and what it what it takes. Um, but does that make them necessarily a? A good owner from a success on the pitch, I guess it does. But whether I don't know, I know, I know, died in the wall, Man City fans. Um, Surprised you live in Manchester, bit of a dig there. Who, um, who you know, said you know the, the club isn't the club, and yeah, they, yeah, of course, because they, they like the success. But deep down, it's not the club, the souls. It's not Manchester no, City that they know and they grew up with, and that's what it is. Um, I don't know, Ben. What makes it? It's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But well, that I was think the thing, so, if I may, Dave, that was the thing with. With Gibson, I always thought everyone says, "Oh, he's the best owner." What you know? Well, why aren't they really successful then? Because you know, is is a good owner someone who's happy to just lose loads of money and then not sack the yeah, manager? You know, that, yeah, that, 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 how can that be a good owner? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, Steve Gibson's a bit different because I think Steve Gibson was an out and out fan, wasn't he? I think there's no. He always was. He's a, he's a local. He's a local man, and he wasn't. And you out think that helps for an owner? Some link. <sighs> There again, does it? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. Well, you always raving about the cobbles and cheap. Maybe they're too close. Well, that is different. No, you can't. You can't talk about the cobbles. I think in that like it was, it was different then before the before the money came in. Ben, you just don't. And they were, um, yeah. No, it's this. Got there in a completely different, different era. Completely. No, I don't think you can mention them. But um, yeah, I, I, 
I'd, I'd really, it's, it's a hard question. I don't know. I don't know. But certainly, you know, I think if you'd obviously ask the Man City fans who are you know, perhaps a more, more modern, younger Man City fan and a more modern Chelsea fan, yeah, of course they love the owners because they've brought, brought success to the, brought great success to the, to the, to the clubs, you know. Wonderful. Um, yeah, get that back to us on Twitter, listeners. What What is, I know, the I mean, general you know, conse- let me finish. I know the general sorry, consensus man. would be that Evans is a bad owner who has been a good owner. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so now. Yeah, I mean, going back, as a case in point, Jack Walker, Blackburn, bought him, there's no doubt about it. But OK, this is before the flood of money in the Premier League, but, but that's literally just... did. That's not Bob, a, that's not a viable business, though, is it? No, that's it's not losing but, but, a load of money to win a win a championship, <laughs> bought, isn't it? Bought, bought on the title, got in Shearer, got in Sutton, bought on the title, well, and one or two others bought on the title. Yeah, and no, then I you have that's um, necessarily healthy Cronky, the Arsenal guy, and they're like the most viable club in the world, and everyone oh, that wants must him. Be so fr- that must be so out, frustrating. Don't they? Yeah, that's frustrating because they just don't spend the dough, do they? But they've supposedly, well, that, yeah, I don't think there's any secret that they've got. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, yeah. A hard one, that. Yeah. But I, I think every fan, every Ipswich fan, I believe, would just wish that Mr. Evans would come out and um, and say what his plans are. But look, we're going to do a little bit on this, perhaps, um, yeah. in a little while. Yeah, Yeah. great. Um, cool. And like I said, get us on Twitter, what what is a good owner? Um, I'm not interested in what's a bad owner, because I think we've had Chinawatra and Chileno and the guy at Leighton Orient and... All of this jazz, haven't we? Peter, and, Peter Risdale, whatever. Oh, it's all, we it's we all know that. that. What's a good owner? That's what I, I want think, to know. And I think, Ben, sorry, in hindsight, probably what you touched on with Gibson, you know, a good owner is someone who, yes, backs the manager, gives the manager, when, when, they're, when they're reasonably successful, gives the manager the necessary funds, but then has the has the balls to make those tough decisions with the manager they've appointed when it needs to. And, and maybe your, your man at Middlesbrough hit, it, hit the nail on the head there where he said he's been a bit too weak because he's been a bit too loyal. Um, cool, great stuff. Uh, James says top knot or messy bun. Um, I'll answer that one. Top knot. Um, choose one of our lone <laughs> players to sign. I think you can answer that in two words, beginning with T and ending in Om Lawrence. But it's not going to happen, is it? But okay, let, let me answer that. Choose one lone player to sign who is actually signable. So Hughes, Diagaraga, um, who's the other guy? Williams. Oh, and, and the forward, Samuel. Oh, yeah, the forward. Well, we can't say about Samuel because we haven't seen him play yet. I've seen him play. I've seen him score a hat-trick in a reserve game. Yeah, he looked very good. Um, Hughes? Yeah, that was, you'd say, obviously, Hughes. Because, yeah, it doesn't matter how much we love Williams. And I know Graham, name check, the Naked Footy Show loves Williams also. Yeah, I think I am coming to that conclusion. He's just never, ever going to be fit for us. And a bit of a gamble in, in signing someone like that. So, yeah, I'd say Hughes. Brilliant, yeah. I'm no. not sure... Diego Raga started really well, but well, let's perhaps reserve judgment after these next two games coming up. <laughs> um, he also asks, um, who would you trade McGoldrick with for next season? If, if, you, if you had to trade McGoldrick for another forward. Well, well realistically, so, wow. In the, yeah. Should we come to that when we do the bit on focal points that we're going to do? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, again, McGoldrick's another one who's, yeah, I think he's, he's, his stock has certainly... Uh, not risen at all, has it? Um, Scott on Twitter, and Scott, I think, needs to go down as having the best abs of any Ipswich Town supporter. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got them out. Oh, on you've seen Twitter? Yeah, they're, really? they're they're pretty bulletproof. He's he's uh, he's he's a dedicated ripped. gym goer. Um, Scott says, um, oh. "Who would extremely? Who would ripped? 
Who would be a good or realistic replacement for... Chiseled. Sorry. <laughs> Who would be a good or realistic replacement for McCarthy were he to go? Tell you what I'd like. Tell you what I'd like, and I don't think he's in a job. Um, and shoot me down. I'd like that. Carl Robinson. Carl Robinson. There he is. There's he he is in a job. Charlton, isn't he? Oh, is he Charlton? I've done me up. He may well have been. I've done missed it. So he is needs he his head tested Charl- for going Charl- there anyway. Charlton, Charlton a League One. I don't have anything to do with that. Did he Did he go to Charlton? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, well, let's nick him off Charlton. No, um, here I go. <laughs> Just to piss him off. John McGrew. <laughs> <laughs> John McGrew, Cowleys. Well, lovely, yeah, love to. I've got a sneak. I've got a horrible feeling. Norwich haven't appointed one yet, but I don't. I think that would be perhaps a step too far for. Them. I hate to say it, saying they're. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they're a big club. Team. Yeah, yeah, I hate <laughs> to say. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're probably holding on for someone bigger. But yeah, love, love them. Someone, someone with something to prove. You know, a couple like that. Obviously, pretty, obviously young, um, full of ideas, refreshing. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Matt says. Is Bart the only player with a beard to regularly escape pounding criticism? Are we all subconsciously beardist? <laughs> I'm trying to think about this. Have we got any good bearded players? Scooter's got Bart. a beard, hasn't he? No, McGoldrick's yeah, well, got a beard. No, we criticise McGoldrick. Uh, we just criticise everyone, don't we? We criticise everyone beard, bearded or beardless. McGoldrick's got we? that thing where you're shaved head and then, you know, that's got a name as well, hasn't it? And then you have the beard down yeah. the sides. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I mean, no, has Bart still got a beard there? I, <laughs> I thought know. we shaved it. I don't know, mate. Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we're subconsciously beardist. Yeah, yeah we, we are. It. Um, Lewis says, <laughs> bear in mind I asked, what should we talk about? The weather. Always a contentious topic in Britain. It's been a nice weekend. Of course, it's been lovely. Although, I went away, weather. although yesterday, talking about the weather, how it can affect football. I used to play local football and I used to hate this time of year. Dry pitches. Bumpy pitches, windy day, Ugh. recipe, horrible. I went and saw a local game yesterday. Bromford against Grunsbrough just popped up, see if it makes for any half ex, an hour or any so. Any ex-pros there? Uh, no, not that I noticed in that game, mate. No, it was dreadful. dreadful. <laughs> so, no disrespect to anyone playing, but it was a horrible game. Wind blowing straight down the pitch. Bumpy, dry. Oh, you didn't watch no. Man City v Liverpool just before or something? <laughs> That was ridiculous. No, I didn't. No. But no, it wasn't. It wasn't um, great. Adam, are you guys discussing town players on international duty? Did Brew play in Berra? Brew captained Mauritius. Brew captained them. I suppose he must Captain be there. Captain Mauritius. Brew did most. I guess higher highest profile player. I would assume by a mile. Berra certainly played against. Oh dear, Dr- Canada. Um, Bed. Um, yes, he played against Canada. Yeah, um, and I was half expecting. I think. Someone will shoot me down and said he wasn't in the squad because of injury. I was half expecting Murphy to come on, but I've got to say, oh, that tackle on Seamus Coleman. Oh, my goodness me. You know, yeah. you know about it. Oh, yeah. it was so bad. It was so bad that ITV, um, oh, no, sorry, Sky didn't play it back. Well, I'm not surprised. And for all, oh. those, all those people babbling on about deliberate versus reckless, reckless is very, very dangerous. Yeah, Re- that was out of, that was out is, of control. Reckless that was out is of control. enough, isn't it? Yeah, and that's horrible. Horrible, um, horrible. It was a judge. Yeah. An Adam, awful double, double one. Adam also says, start campaigning to get Marcus Evans on the show. Yeah, we'd probably get a few downloads if we got him on there. Um, <laughs> he also asks about the shit list, Dave. Oh, yeah. I've got have, you got any, have you got any entrance this week? I have, yeah. Mm. So this week I stayed at the Britannia 
Ashley Hotel in where uh, Altrincham, which is very posh actually. There's lots of footballers. Cheshire, yeah. Cheshire country. Um, Footballer sheep. country. Can I just say? I just get it out there. Sorry, clan. Um, sheep watch. Uh, fine. Um, okay. Good. So good, good. went in there. Um, crisps, <laughs> crisps on the floor in the. Oh no! In the um, in, in your room? No, in the reception. As you walked in, oh, 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 I suppose some of them I just spilt them that minute before you walked in. Crisps on the floor. Um, okay. Go to the go to the thing. Check in. There's your, there's your key. Not 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 one of the swipey cards you get in holiday. In old oh, school, proper key. Old school key. Yeah, I'm going to oh, lose love that. A, love I? a love a proper key. Yeah. Um, I said, what's the Wi-Fi password? It says you got Wi-Fi. I've got Wi-Fi with my booking. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's this, but you won't be able to get it in your room. You have to come down here. <laughs> What use is that? What use is that to me? Did you, did you say, can I move my bed down here? <laughs> I wish I was as witty as you, and I did. And can, you, can you say, can I move my Corby trouser press down there here? There was well a Corby trouser press in there. Of course there was. There I was. knew you were coming. Um, so you, could, you, could, you, could bloody, um, you could press your skin-tight velvet looms. <laughs> um, they, they did that thing where the radiator is on, and they've, pulled, they've taken the um, doodah the twisty thing off it so you can't change it so the radio is powering on i want to go to sleep te- te- technical term thermostat thank you um and so you have to open the windows yeah um to get the heat right and then 6 a.m people blooming cutting trees outside the windows uh, it's not gonna work for you is it that went, they're not gonna get to, they're not gonna get went to breakfast um went to get some cereal i said um is this skimmed milk she, she didn't know what skim milk was. <laughs> I just had some beans on toast in the end. Yeah, so no, you, that's not good, is it? You know what happens when you do all of those things to me, Dave? Yeah. You know, you, you know what happens, don't you? What? What? Huh? What? You go on the shit list. Oh, the sh- oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is not even retro either, is no, it? This is now. No, this, this happened literally yesterday. So, so have you been on TripAdvisor and giving it a two-star or one and a half or something? Well, that would be a waste of time because it's only a three-star anyway. I didn't book it, by the <laughs> way. It was booked by the people I was working for. But um, So, Scumthorpe United are joined not by the Thames Riviera Hotel, but by the Britannia Ashley Hotel in... Hail. Name the shame. I mean, just outside Altrincham. They did hoover aside, the crisps up the next morning. Aside from the general cleanliness of the Thames Riviera Hotel, was your was your stay quite okay? I just went in there and slept, didn't I? But yeah, not. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to. Well. I wanted to watch something on the Wi-Fi. Anyway, Daniel Rogers mm. says, um, <laughs> if any Ipswich player was a wrestler. Who would they be? I, I think I should probably take this one, shouldn't I, Dave? I, I think you probably should, Ben. So what I've come up with is a bit of a nerdy oh, one. That um, why did you why did you get asked this? Go on. I asked that Daniel Rogers on Twitter. It's just no, hang on, it's Daniel Rogers. It's not. I bet it's just Daniel Hill under assumed name. No, it's Daniel it? Rogers. Um, okay, sorry, sorry, Daniel Rogers. So I'm going to say that Andre Dazel would be Shinsuke Nakamura on the basis that. He's a very, very talented bloke who's all ready to go, but the management just won't use them yet. Okay, so is, is this... You, you want a sillier is, answer, don't you? No, this is my wrestling knowledge now. Is Vince McMahon holding him back? He, yeah, he's not He's not using him yet, and he's ready to go. See. Do you want me to do a, a sillier one? Kiefer Moore is the great Carly because he's big and clumsy. Cool. 
but that's not fair because he okay. Keith Moore will probably score twenty goals next season. No, I, my wrestling knowledge is very limited, but I know some. Who would, who, in your opinion, would be as close a match to the Undertaker? Um, so you're looking for someone with mystic powers, yeah? <laughs> uh, a footballer with mystic powers, Zola. Playing for Ipswich, Ipswich. Don't oh, think. No, it's got to be Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. Martin Martin Royster is the Undertaker. Uh, Can only yeah. do short little periods of time, but capable of moments of Brilliant. magic genius okay. yeah yeah good segment yeah thanks man um you talk a bit about season tickets dave <laughs> oh no must we Go we on. just need to finish it off because we did 23 <sighs> minutes on season tickets and graham had what's the guy from turnstile blues mr ski 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 it's very good well on, so on graham that did a load on wednesday didn't he as well yeah just on that subject i forgot to say the week before how good joe was joe fairs was on Graham's show yeah, the yeah. week before this last gone it was, yeah excellent joe yeah he's had some he's had some good ones recently Dave. yeah he has yeah yeah especially yeah yeah he has isn't he really yeah, yeah especially <laughs> sort of end of end of february that one was brilliant <laughs> um <laughs> alex says Great discussion on the season ticket issue. Plus, really enjoyed snappy stroke sassy Dave this week. You need to be do more you know what of a it, bastard, Dave. Do you know, do you know what it was? I'll say this quietly. Um, yeah. I hate hate roast lamb. And just before I just before I did it last Sunday, dinner served up roast lamb. I weren't out, but I, I hid. I hid my general despondency. First world anger. problems here, yeah. The dinner I, I, I served hid, for you. Well, no, no, you know, I, I didn't know what it was. I'd been out, I think I'd been, and I'd been, I'd been gardening all day. So fair enough, I've been gardening all day. I'd usually do assist and stuff. And then, uh, so that roast lamb, that weren't out, weren't out. I was expecting chicken. Do you know what I mean when you expect chicken? And that, no, I'm uh, vegetarian. Oh, I'm sorry, um, yeah. So you Pietro. expect couscous and get hummus or something Absolutely, like that. Yeah. Absolutely, like Pietro adds, he's basically a chilled out entertainer. Yes, you are, Dave. Um, Alistair says, listen to Blue Monday. Spent a good few minutes considering what, Hashtag one of our own was supposed to mean. Oh, yeah. We Does it mean the it. fans? I'm lost. Um, Mackard oh. says, um, pseudo-marketing by the club, devoid <clears throat> of empathy towards its paying customers. This is ITFC's Pravda machine in action. Uh, Daryl says, seems quite simple that it means one of our own fans. We are your team and your heart belongs to us. Richard says, uh, open quotes, one Darryl. of our customers. Um, <laughs> we had a couple of long-form ones on this as well. James uh, says... My little brain is struggling with this season ticket pricing, so I thought I'd share it with you and seek help. Uh, they raise prices by 1.5%. If they reach their target, they give back 5%. So if they reach the target, they will be 3.5% worse off. I think that's vague maths, fairly good, yeah? Uh, so if they kept prices the same or lower than by 1%, the fans would be okay and more likely to renew the club would be better off. Or have I got all this wrong? No, I don't think you have, James. Um, also, by raising the price of under 12s, they price the whole family out of going, so they lose at least yeah, two season point. ticket sales, if not more, i.e. dad and son, daughter, or the whole of the family won't be able to go. I may be way off the mark here, but this is what goes through my mind when driving around the country. Anything on any of that, Dave? Not, not really. I couldn't add to that. Only that um, I think for the definitive answer on um, on how it affects the town financially, surely one of our economics uh, oh, gurus guys has got to get involved. Yeah. Got to get involved. Got to get involved. Um, Matt on Facebook. Um, I'm at the stage where I'd just like to see some positive passing football. It doesn't take huge cash. Look at Brentford, Burton, Huddersfield, even Lincoln. All played a Agreed. decent enough style. I don't expect Agreed. to win every week, but I do expect an attempt to at least 
entertain in some small way. I've been a Mick Alter yeah. since Boxing Day when the final straw of baffling tactics with a back four and the wide midfielders also playing as wing-backs versus Fulham. So I've pondered potential managers that could deal with Evans' minimal cash injections and wondered about Nigel Clough. Contrary to some comments, we are the perfect vehicle for a manager to cultivate a long-term passing strategy with the time given. I'd imagine an appointment of that ilk might actually encourage yeah. a few season ticket sales. Um, yeah. Are we there on season tickets, Dave? Um, what, yeah, let's, let's, let's close that. We book. chatted during the week um, and I made you chuckle. I said I recently uh, resigned from a job I was doing and when I did it, I sent the email, turned off my phone, turned off the Wi-Fi and went to bed. <laughs> and that's kind of where where we are with this. They've They've put it out. They're hiding now until the two, you know, three weeks until a a home a home crowd, you know, is going to appear yeah. after that. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. After that, um, so sorry, two weeks. You know, you know what I'm saying, they don't you? The, yeah, um, I do. And they're kind of hiding away now, and it's just, it it's going to be what it's going to be. We'll see, we'll see how the sales go. Yeah. I think so, Ben. I think so. A lot is going to depend on these these two games coming up. These are two big, big games for the for the club. I, I, I we'll go on to it in a little while, and I think we'll be fine. But these two games, you want to really win these games, or at least put up you know two two points per game. Yeah, de- well, yeah, decent performances and and with with some decent football. Then I think yeah, there'll be a little bit more a little bit more repeat. You won't totally get everyone on side nowhere near, but. I don't think you'll get everybody on side or the majority on side until um, until there's a change in, in management, and I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, so I was whining last week, Dave, about um, people saying that we need a focal point up front and saying <laughs> that I thought our strikers were good. Um, and I've got some good feedback on Twitter that probably is going to change me to reconsider my reconsider my view. So our Celtic friend, I'm going to try this again. Tie, Um, he says uh, no we need a mobile and empowered midfield to play balls into areas tools not the issue the working method is Noel says we need a focal point and a decent striker Ben is wrong saying we have decent strikers we don't that is one of our main problems Uh, then Tim says this is the the joy of this completely agree with the focal point we need better service from midfield which we've been lacking for years Um, ITFC Tim bingo Pittman is the best in the box Samuel almost fit give them a run but relegation battle will not allow it Uh, James says I don't think we have strikers as such more forwards there strikes me a football manager player Um, who is our goal poacher and who will get 15 a season again I would have thought Pittman fell into that bracket but um, as the stat man would say, does he run the channels and close the fullbacks down? Um, Martin says, I agree with Ben. Well done, Martin. Um, think anyone would struggle to score regularly with the service our strikers get. Um, Macca says, great pod, focal point of attack to me just means someone who will stand in the box and not piss about on the fringes. So that I can accept um, that McGoldrick and Lawrence... Play. Don't do that, do they? They want to come and they they don't play. They, it's, a, it's a sort of new football saying they don't play between the lines, do they? No, they do play between the lines. No, they don't play between the lines of the penalty area, though, Ben. Oh no, playing between the lines means between the lines of the formation. No, I say always oh, playing between the lines. Also, is playing between the lines of the eighteen-yard box. Oh, ben. I see. Like Robson asked Shearer to do when he managed Newcastle. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, the aforementioned Joe from the Naked Football Show. Um, don't think focal point just means big guy, but we have a squad of number 10s and no number 9s. None of our options occupy centre-halves. Bar Sears, potentially. Pittman, McGoldrick, Lawrence, all more comfortable dropping deep. None lead the line. Do I've got to say this. Yeah, I do agree. I'll tell you what we have got a lot of, a lot of number twos. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, Ian says, need a focal point, not a big man. In my opinion, Lawrence, uh, uh, McGoldrick, Lawrence, not number nines. Either both just behind Sears or Pittman for me. So I am prepared. To, this is a first on the podcast. I'm prepared to um, have been educated on this. So we're saying when people ask for a focal point, is someone whose primary job is a box player to score rather than coming I, short, receiving, heading stuff on, tackling, etc. Am I, am I right? No, I agree. I think looking at our squad now, and, and leave, let's leave more to one side because he's not going to play because he's young and he's untested, untried and stuff like that. Green. I would say we have got one out-and-out striker, if you want to call him a striker, and that to me would be Brett Pittman. So where's the problem with playing him? Because from what I see with... Pittman, um, he's got really good numbers. I think he's really good. He offers something a little bit different. He got thrown in when Murphy was sold and mm-hmm. played up front and had balls booted to his head. And he hasn't. He played a couple of games, didn't he? Scored a overhead kick against Bristol City. No, he played, did. I, played I, in the the Lincoln home I, game, and we haven't seen him since then, have we? No, I would say he as a as a natural. Let's take Lawrence goals aside, because Lawrence goals aren't normal striker goals, are he's not. He's, he created them you know, himself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What a player. Yeah, as, an, as, as an out-and-out goal scorer, striker, predator, whatever you like to call it, um, it is, we've only got, in my eyes now, we've only got Pittman. But but he's... Do I do I really rate him that? No, I don't. But as, as yeah, within the squad, it's for me, it's only him. So just explain this to me. So... Marcus Stewart would be a, a focal point, would he? Because the, he's going to be the, the front point of the team facing forwards and every defender's terrified of him, yeah? Yes, I would say just for And the same with guy, David and, Johnson. And, 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 a, and a lot of Stewart, most of Stewart's Brazil, goals yeah? were, scored, were scored in the box. Brazil, different. Um, I'll tell you a focal point that we, I spoke White about earlier. Yeah. Mariner, Mariner. Mariner, yeah, big, okay. Big strike, you know, I just heard his stats today, something like, I don't know how many games he played for the town, 290, 300 games, 135 goals. Yeah, Mariner, Mariner, out and out. And tons uh, of focal assists point, that as Goal well, yeah. scorer. And, you know, look at Stewart. You, you say Stewart. Oh, oh. I can't remember Stewart, correct me if I'm wrong, scoring, well, other than, sorry, yeah, one, which does stick out in my mind, the first goal in the playoff semi at Bolton. Other than that, he didn't really score many goals outside the box, did he? Well, that's what we were saying about Wood. For Leeds, you know, you'd look, probably look at his 27 goals, and I wonder how many oh. are in, in the six yard box. Or, oh, loads. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Um, cool. So I'm prepared to I'm prepared to backpedal on that. So, um, yeah, first time for everything. Right. But Dave. I think I think the midfield, the the whole question of the service for midfield is a very very valid point. Yes, and <laughs> um, there was one ridiculous stat at the point where um, McGoldrick played in. Lawrence against Reading. I think that was our first goal scored from a through ball in the season. Oh, yeah, I can believe. Well, we just don't get one on ones, do we? Do we do? When do we get one on ones? I never see it. Um, fair point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when when thinking back, sorry, you know, some of those seasons, well, you know, the great 
99, 2000, um, Magilton over the top, Johnson. There's every, 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 every two or game. three a game. <laughs> so more, more than that, probably one or two a game almost. Incredible. There you go. Yeah, that's a good runner up front and a good passer in midfield. It's fairly straightforward, yep. isn't it? Yep. You don't need NASA to figure that one out. Right, Dave, can <laughs> I hand over to you now? You're going to do a bit on the quote relegation battle and quickly well, have, you, been... have you got anything on the injuries to Lawrence and McGoldrick no I haven't all all I sort of glean from that is that I think Lawrence's looks to, from what came out early last week more serious than McGoldrick I think Lawrence was going for a scan and I haven't seen anything that's come out about that I don't know I would have thought that from the sort of bit you understand you can glean from from you know TWTD and the, the, the normal website is that McGoldrick's perhaps more likely to be fit for next weekend than than Lawrence, but hopefully and will be hopefully be proved wrong. Cool, and you can cover that in the Birmingham preview, yeah. Yeah, I will. Yeah, but I was just been looking at the championship running and um, and and those. So I've taken it from Blackburn, who are twenty second. So I'm assuming that Rotherham and Wigan are down. I think we can assume that really. All right, Wigan have got a a squeak, 34 points, but I can't see it. Um, <clears throat> and Rotherham, obviously, are down. So I've taken it from them up to Wolves, who are on a good run, but they're level on points with us. Um, and there's some, I mean, you could see where, where I, like Barnard, like I said earlier, a massive shitstorm. We're going to be okay, because if you look, here's a thing, Blackburn. So Blackburn, um, 22nd place, played 38, got um, 40 points, so five points behind us. <laughs> Next two games, um, Saturday, Brighton away, um, and then um, the following Tuesday, the fourth, Reading away. I mean, then they've got Barnsley at home, Forest away, Bristol City at home, Wolves away. So the running after those two um, isn't perhaps all that bad. Wolves away, they finish the season, I think, away at Brentford. So the running for them doesn't look that bad. And I've got them, I've got, I've got them picking up the food points. I can see. I don't think they'll get anything at Brighton. I can see them perhaps getting a point at Reading. Reading a Reading a slip. No, Reading are very good at home, so maybe not. Yep, Stan linked with uh, West Ham next season. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, okay, I can understand that. I don't think they're happy with the overall style of football, but I can see Blackburn picking up enough points from those games. Then we come to Burton, and this is where I think Burton um, horrific. Um, Saturday, Huddersfield away. Tuesday, Newcastle away. So then they've got. Um, the following Saturday, they've got Villa at home. And Villa are poor away. So I can see them winning that. Villa picked and up, Dave, though, didn't they? And it's not that long a journey, is it? No, I guess not. But I, I still don't think they've won many games away, Ben. I really don't. Um, then they've got Town at home, Easter Monday, which I think we're we're probably good enough to get. Yeah, it's but Good Friday. I, good Friday, Dave. Sorry. Um, yes, you're right. It's Good Friday because Newcastle's Easter Monday. So I've got them picking up, picking up those eight games. They've got Reading at home last game of season. They've got Leeds at home to play as well. So I've got them picking up roughly seven points, so forty-eight points, seven points given to their current forty-one. And then we come to Forest, and Forest they're a team. Preston, they start with Preston away and Wolves away. Well, I can't see them picking up. Wolves are hit some form. Preston are going really well, aren't they? <laughs> but Barkhausen will score. Yeah, really well. <laughs> then they've got Huddersfield at home. Black Huddersfield can't see that. Blackburn at home, maybe squeak a win there. Cardiff away, where we all know. Um, Reading at home, or well, Reading, this is a 22nd. Reading could be Reading could be in the playoffs by then, so, okay, maybe a bit of pressure. QPR away is going well. They're, they're going quite well. Town at home, last game. See, again, them, looking at those, I've got, I've got them with two wins there. Reading at home, 
and surprisingly us at home. I've got them. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You know, only seven or eight points. So that only put them off 49. So they're, they're, they're I wouldn't say they're completely, well, they're not completely out. They're Bristol City. Um, and the key thing with Bristol City is 38 games, 41 points. They've got a really good goal difference, which is worth an extra point. They're only minus three at the moment um, and they've got Brentford away Preston away but then amongst the other games they've got Barnsley at home Birmingham at home and I see them picking up Blackburn away I see them picking up odd points well, so they, got they, with, they, they've got the one thing over all the teams down there is they've got, uh, they got an out and out yeah. they've got an out and out goal scorer yeah. and I see them around the 50 points mark so I've got so that I've got Burton on 48 roughly and I've got Forest 48 stroke 49 <clears throat> and b- b- before we get any grief for that, Asambolonga is not healthy again, is he? No, I don't think so. so... Then we got, then we got Birmingham. Birmingham, mate, terrible goal difference. Minus sixteen. Played thirty-eight, same as us, same number of points as us, forty-five. They got Town away. I've got that as a point because I'm, I'm hoping we'll perhaps get something Saturday against them and beat Wigan. So there's our four points. Then they've got Brighton. They got Town away Saturday. Brighton away the following Tuesday. Then they've got Derby at home. All right, they've got Rotherham away. And Derby at home is, a... is Gary Rowett as well, isn't well, it? Well, that's true. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot on there. Burton at home, Villa away, Huddersfield home. I thought, Do you know what? I've only got them picking up three or four points, which is going to put them around the 48, 49 mark. Then I've got us, and I will do us just quickly. Well, Birmingham, we're going to go on the Birmingham game. Got a goal difference. We know 38, 45 points. Goal difference of minus nine. Birmingham at home, I've got us for a point. Wigan at home, I've got us winning that. Christ. I haven't got us anything at Fulham away. I've got us a point at Burton away. I've got us losing to Newcastle, no surprise. I've got us winning at Rotherham. And I've got us a point at home to Sheffield Wednesday. And by that time, we're nothing to play for. So I've got, I think, quite a few people have forecast this. I've got this. I've got us at 54 points. So how many is that which, for the month, Dave? 
nine. Well, yeah, to the end of the well, yeah, to the end of the season, which is so we've got one, two, three, four. We've got eight games in April, and yeah, I've got um, nine points for the month, nine and eight. So, so if we don't, um, if we don't get that, quickly chime in there, Dave. So our friends at ITFC Bible. Yeah, what did they say? Yeah, so they did their um, monthly points yeah, prediction. I did see it. Yeah, go on. Um, thing so first of all follow them itfc underscore bible and they were responsible for the brilliant um hashtag my itfc this week yeah um, great so it came out at 7.5 so you're i'm so close yeah, yeah you're above did you say eight? yeah i said i said eight eight stroke nine i've got us four points over the next two games nothing at fulham this is perhaps where burton are quite good at home i've got us getting a point there but okay that might be the point there then um, Newcastle nothing Rotherham three Sheffield Wednesday at home a point and losing at Forest on the last day so yeah that's eight stroke nine If I weren't sure about Burton Burton are quite good at home aren't they? they'll be scrapping for their life by then especially with these two games they've got coming up so um, yeah that's yeah eight stroke nine so yeah that, that would put us on about 53 54 points and more than safe but that's not a good season and probably looking at the position we are now they ain't going to move us we're not going to go anywhere from round about 17th are what I would say about Burton is they're the only one in there who are kind of punching um, upwards, yeah. aren't yeah, they? Yeah, good. Do you yeah, know what I some. mean? They're the only ones who have probably got enough humility to be happy to point. scrap. Whereas people like Forrest and Birmingham, you know, That's Birmingham a good point. Yeah, won, and, the, won the League Cup, didn't they? Forrest are obviously Forrest. In, big um, clubs, big clubs. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point you mate. In clubs, certainly you'd have thought with the owners there. Would have, would have looked at the championship, first season of the championship, and survival, four from bottom. They yeah, players we'll take in it. form as well. Woodrow, Wood good sign. Yeah. Good sign. And I've got Wolves. I think they're going to be fine. They're Wolves, I mean, I'll, I'll barely get a give us, but they've got a game in hand, which I think is at Huddersfield, or home, it's against Huddersfield, home or away. I don't. Um, when is their game? Oh, sorry, because um, Huddersfield have played a. Yeah, OK. They've both played 37. But they've got Cardiff at home, Forest at home. I've got them getting four points out of those two games. Bristol City away, I've got them getting a point there and that will take them to 50 points, so yeah, more than... The big caveat to all this is that, and it always makes me laugh with these relegation things, where people make these targets and expect teams that have been scoring one point per game or less to all of a sudden <laughs> go up to two points per game. Um, <laughs> it doesn't happen. And the big, the big caveat is if, if Blackburn stay at point seven points per game, there is no relegation battle. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah, that's a good point. But he's but good appointment, Mowbray, and he has he has improved them. Oh, he has you, really you, improved them. Man, I'm I'm the biggest fan, yeah. Yeah, and then the interesting thing I just did the other end just to see, so just for the playoffs and and again I've just taken fairly locked I think, up, isn't it, Dave? I think there's only one spot to play for. I think there's only one spot to play for, and that's um, Sheffield. That's, that's that spot which is sit, which is currently held by Sheffield Wednesday. Played 38, 62 points plus nine. And Fulham, who both seem to be not interested in getting that sixth spot <laughs> in recent results. Um, Fulham played 38. The big key with Fulham played 38, 61 points, plus 19 goal difference, which is third best, I believe. Behind if you look Newcastle through all the numbers, Dave, all the chances created, top passes, Fulham are up there, aren't all they? Fulham, all the all yeah. the metrics say that Fulham are the form. The so just team, so just look at just looking at the next two games. Just don't do it to death. But Sheffield Wednesday next two up. We've got Barnsley away, Rotherham away. Well, Barnsley away is no given. Rotherham away, you would expect them to beat. Then they've got Newcastle at home, Cardiff home. So Fulham next two, Rotherham away. What do you think? That's a given, surely. Derby away. Then 
Then oh, this is an interesting. Then two on the spin, maybe they'll stay up and they're close. Ipswich at home, Norwich away. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Norwich, see, Norwich could be out of it by then. Norwich next to Villa away are, are in form. Huddersfield away, so they could be out of it by They've then. They've got really, no manager. Really. It's not going to happen. No, they haven't. Preston are the team, mate. But again, Preston next to you expect Forest at home, Bristol City at home. Then nightmare leads away, Huddersfield away. Yeah. So it's interesting that last point. I, I, I'm with you, Ben. I think perhaps Fulham, Fulham might just squeak that. I think they might. They've got, um, yeah, they've got, some, they've got some good players. And I, I think Fulham might just squeak that. Might just do that. Yeah, yeah. they've been an interesting one though. It's good. It's good. It's just, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's just, it's just down to the one space. I think certainly Reading that great win they had at Sheffield Wednesday. I think that's. Really done there in the world of good and obviously Leeds are pulling away Huddersfield. So yeah, the top two I think will stay the same. So yeah, the um, in so playoffs. Um, the two teams to watch: uh, Sheffield Wednesday. If they get two points per game, that's all done, dusted. And if Blackburn regress to Owen yeah. Coyle levels, then that's all done and dusted down the bottom as well. Those are the two teams to watch, aren't they? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah. should be inter- interesting though. Um, and I think certainly. State in the office. I know it's nine games to um, so yeah, nine games to go. But things will be a lot clearer after these after the game Saturday. And yeah, the you get two games, plays so. together, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, can yeah. I predict that at some point Rotherham are going to beat somebody three nil on one one of those random team <laughs> with nothing to play for relaxes <laughs> and yeah, don't, tries don't lots of stuff and it comes off and yeah, <laughs> yeah. just hope yeah. it's not us. And I, do you know what? I almost hope. And yeah, I hope it's not us, but I hope. I hope they do get pulled some good results because that guy you said last week is really. Uh, <laughs> one, yeah. Every week he comes out and puts himself up there and almost says, "I don't really want a job. I'm just sort of tidying things over till the next man comes in." And you know, fair play, he puts himself up there every week, doesn't it? Brilliant. I tell you what, they'll win three nil. Um, Derby will fire Gary Rowett and he'll get the Derby job on the basis of that one game, yeah? <laughs> yeah, good point. You'd like to see him because he's, he's, he's taken everything that's been thrown at him. And, um, nine games to go, 87 goals conceded. They're going to go for the century, aren't they? You love Rotherham. You do a bit on them every week, don't you? Um, yeah, I love Dave, him. we're going to do a little bit of Player of the Year chat. I've got my top five thus far in order. Would you like to hear them? Oh, wait, let me, let me, let me, let me scroll down on my, on my uh, pad stroke. Uh, notebook to mine. Yeah, got it. Go on. Okay, I'll give you my top five. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Number five, Jonas Knudsen, who is a cult hero because he scored twice against Norwich. Okay? Agreed. Agreed. Number four, I've gone for Christoph Berra, who's been more Generally. solid more solid yeah. than Chambers. He did have that crappy last two weeks of December and most of January. No, but, generally, generally he's been good. Yeah. Uh, three on potential is Webster, who looks a really nice, exciting player to keep around. And yeah. we've been discussing this for about three months. So I've got Bart at number two on the basis yeah. that, yeah, he's he's done a good job, but he has lots of practice. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and number one, I can't look past um, Lawrence. What no, I think you're right. I, no, I think you're about right. I, I mean, I know I've been championing Bart for the last for the for a few weeks, but um, no, I think you've, you've you've got it. It's about spot on, probably. But not much to choose between those two. But just on those uh, <laughs> the sort of spectacular um, aspect of some of the goals he scored, it's been uh, it's been incredible. Yeah, he's he's, he's good. It's just, and scoring in that team has proved yeah, to not uh, be easy, okay. has it? So. <sighs> No, he's had a great season, and um, and how how, how yeah. he's developed as well from a 
playing out left midfield and he's you know he's forced the manager who doesn't like to move people because and then these goal his goals because he's played in a championship what last two seasons and nothing nothing at all has, has pointed to this you know the amount of goals he uh, the amount of goals he scored um, and as i've said mick does deserve some credit for go, going with the organic movement forward and you know sticking him up with Sears that game and it's oh hang be on very, a minute this guy's a forward be very very interesting to see where he ends up next season I'm sure I mean Leicester have picked up now whether he'll I don't know whether you'd, you'd like to think you know he could go in the Premiership and get on the Leicester bench bench ben, ben, sorry Premiership Premier League and get on the Leicester bench surely but there you go. Depends whether he wants to whether he wants to back himself for that challenge or whether he wants to be a big fish in there. Because like I said yeah. to you before, if like if Hull go down, yeah, it, that's the sort of place he could go and just be oh, or yeah, yeah. Villa or something. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, no, be really good. Good, good um, player. And he's been he's been you know the one exciting shining light of the what's been an overall up to now. Pretty, let's face it. And when, Poor season. When I'm trying to do that top five, you start going through and you're like, well, nah, Chambers, yeah, Chambers too much at right back. Emmanuel, not enough games. Spence, not here for long enough. Kenlock, not enough. You know, uh, Skews, no. Douglas, no. Um, Williams, no. <laughs> oh, really? McGoldrick, no. Sears, no. no. Pittman, no. no. Should we just no. give it to Murphy? <laughs> three go. Oh, Grant! I, oh, do you know I should have put Grant Ward in ahead of Jonas Knudsen, shouldn't I? I think he's toiled. Nah, nah. I think he's toiled he's away, toiled. done, done all he's been told, and you know made that great, great, great greatest Ipswich debut ever. You know, so he has. But but Knudsen, you're right, will always be revered for the home and away goals. Yeah, that's that's a feather in one's cap. Um, Dave, yeah. did you get the team of the season assignment? I did. Yeah, should we, should, should we have a little go? What we'll do is, first of all, tell me... What, I agree with t- most of it. Tell me but what go formation you've gone with. I've gone with 4-3-3 three, three, with a little bit of indulgence. Okay, so I've gone, yeah, I've gone 4-2-3-1. So uh, Dave and I, this is based on not just games against Ipswich, but, you know, the, the best players, non-Ipswich players in the division, just for a bit of fun. Oh, by yeah. the way, get us on Twitter, at Blue Monday ITFC, with your... Player of the Year stuff. If you think we're miles out on that, or if you agree, um, I don't think we are, are we? No, no. Um, so, um, shall I give you my goalkeeper and back four then, Dave? Go on. So I've gone for Stockdale from Brighton in goal. Sort of, you know, ex England play. You know, we had him at Ipswich, mm-hmm. nice and solid. Brighton, loads of clean sheets. I've gone for eighteen, eighteen, I think. Oh wow! Um, mm-hmm. I've gone for Smith, the Huddersfield. Uh, fullback who's I think he's probably got like seven or eight assists and probably run nine. about he's got nine <laughs> probably run about 400 kilometres yeah. this season hasn't he um, hey. I've gone for Olsen the Derby left back um, oh. who oh. I've always always kind of liked um, yeah. I've gone for Jansen of Leeds at centre yeah. half and Dunk of Brighton I was going to go for um, for uh What's the, what's the other bloody Brighton centre-half called? Duffy. I'm, go, I'm Duffy, Who I'm you would have to be an imbecile um, to not realise his footballing qualities. Um, David Diamond. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Hey, I agree with most of that. I'll tell you what, I've got a left-back, though. Um, I couldn't look beyond him um, for this season. Ryan Sessegnon. Okay. Full-back. He's 16. He's 16. 18. Yeah, <laughs> He's already played. He's 16. Five England under-19 caps already at 16. 18 games, four goals, two assists, um, 
yeah, surprise, surprise. Already linked strongly with Liverpool and Spurs. Who got Spurs? What? Who got Spurs? All Fulham, good Fulham <laughs> players get to Spurs. And, 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 and I agree with you. The rest of it, yeah, Smith, no brainer, stopped out. Janssen, I really like. I thought he looked class when he came, when he played for Leeds down here. Very, very good. And yeah, Dunk's been good. I think our midfield might differ though, Ben. Go on. So I've gone for <clears throat> two, um, two holding guys um, mm-hmm. and then one ahead. So it's actually a functional team. So, I mean, I can give you a couple of choices. I've gone Go for Hurahan purely just for the for the stuff at Barnsley. For the, yeah. Um, yeah. With an honourable mention to Ryan Woods of Brentford. And that. then you can choose this one. Either Moy from Huddersfield or Johansson from, no, from Fulham. Moy. Yes, Moy every time. And then in the advanced midfield position, either Kearney from Fulham or Edwards from Wolves. Okay. I've got my three in midfield. I've got Matt Ritchie, nine goals, eight assists. He's, yeah, he's not essentially. He's, he's wide, though. I've, I've got him sort of tucking in left left. This team's got to be mid- functional. It's functional. He's left of the midfield three. He's all right. He, okay. he can play there. Because he can in my team. If he can't, he's, he's out, mate. But he can. <laughs> I've got, and I've got, I've got Aaron Moy playing central. And again, a little bit of indulgence. But again, this lad, he can play anywhere along the midfield. I've got John Joe Shelby playing right mid. Yeah, who's defending in that midfield? Aaron Moy. <laughs> All on his own, like Kante, yeah? Yeah, of course he does. Well, well, he's, that's what he plays. That's the way he plays. So I'll give you my front three now, because this is going to upset you. Okay. Um, a little bit of indulgence. I've got Anthony Knockhart playing left of a front three. Yeah. Because he can. 13 goals, 7 assists. Um, I've got Dwight Gale. Yeah, down the middle, and, or, yeah. actually, actually, no, down the middle I've got Glenn Murray. And on the right of Glen Murray, I've got Dwight Gale. I don't. I'm sorry. I know what sheer weight of goals. I just don't rate Chris. How much? Wood. How my, much the goals weigh? Um, well, in, in Wood's case, quite heavily. 33 appearances, 24 goals. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I just don't rate him at all. He was awful at it. I mean, it's just been a one game, but he was dreadful at Ipswich. When you know, not not a couple of seasons ago when he played there. Do not rate him, but he, yeah, for sheer weight of goals. But I personally think how yeah, much the Murray, goals weigh? Like 100 grams each. Well, actual goals, how much do they weigh each? 100 grams? Oh, I'd say more than that. Yeah? A yeah, pound? more than 100 grams. Uh, more, than, more than a pound, Ben. I'd say uh, two stone. Yeah, because it's sheer weight of goals, isn't it? <laughs> sheer weight of goals. <laughs> um, do you want to hear but, my front three, Dave? My incredibly functional front three with nobody out of position? There's nobody out of position in my front three, my Why friend. Why don't you just put Richie wide and Knockart wide and have no, two up four can't. four two? I can't, I can't have that. I can't have. I, can't, I suppose, yeah, you could have. I was, I was thinking, well, I could have, I suppose, Knockhart wide cutting in on his left, which he does to be fair for Brighton. So, yeah, I've rejigged it based on your say so. You're the coach. I'll rejig that and play. I play 4 4 2. Jokanovic is the coach, yeah. We both agree. Yeah, on I play 4 4 2. No, Wagner's the coach, according to the votes, yeah. Okay, um, I'll give you that. So, yeah, Knockhart, good point. Playing right, cutting in, yeah, good point. And then Graham and Murray up front. Okay, I've gone for. Uh, Wood as my focal point, which I've now yeah. learned, um, and I've yeah. gone for Costa from Wolves and yeah. and Knockart as well. Yeah, like that. It's good, good. Yeah, and did you actually catch? I think we're pretty close to the actual team, aren't we? What have they announced? One have they? Oh yes, they announced. Oh really? I, oh, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't realise. Um, the only difference, Scott Malone. Scott Malone, Fulham was at left back. Yeah. Um. I think Jensen and Dunk were centre-backs. The midfield, Richie certainly wasn't in it. And who else wasn't in it? Uh, Wood was certainly in it. I can't remember. But 
Richie and I don't think Cheryl, I know Shelby was in it, I think. Um, yeah, our, our team's pretty much pretty much married up, actually. Yeah, surprise Smith was at, Smith was at full-back, Stockdale was keeper. Yeah, you could... I announced it last weekend. The, prob- Monday, the problem is that you and I um, like ball-playing deep-line centre midfielders and yeah, we as we do, saw yeah. when we went to Villa with Lansbury and Hurahan, you can only have... Don't always You, can, you don't can't, always can't have more than one, can you? Nah, don't always work, mate. So my... My Hurahan Moy type thing just wouldn't work. In the same way your Moy and Shelby thing as a team, yeah. it wouldn't, wouldn't work, would it? So what you need is Cole Skews in there, don't you? See, it's, it's, it's a common denominator, mate. He's the glue that holds it, he's the glue that holds it all together. <laughs> Dear, uh, how are we doing? We seem to have been rambling on a lot tonight. How are we doing? Yeah, re- really well. So going back to the thing about good owners, bad owners, <laughs> you've done a bit on a previous owner just to uh, compare him just up to, to Marcus just Evans, Just compare right? him up, up to where we were, yeah. It's a David Sheepshanks. And it's a parody here because David Sheepshanks, I did a little bit of digging on him, was first initially elected to the board 30 years ago, 1987, which <clears throat> from memory, I think, was four years after the death of this was coming sore towards the end of the Cobalt dynasty. Um, John Cobalt um, died quite young, I think 1983. He'd already handed over to his brother then, Patrick. I think mid to late seventies. I think he handed over to Patrick Cobble. and John Cobble died quite young, fifty six, nineteen eighty three. Excuse me. <clears throat> so initially, uh, Sheep Shanks but served under Patrick Cobble. Um, again, Patrick Cobble didn't live that long. I think he died um, mid nineties. I think. And so, um, yeah, David Sheep Shanks became chair- chairman in ninety five, which was effectively our first season after. Obviously, the disastrous 94-95 relegation 9-0 season, um, as we all call it, from the Prem, from Premier League. Um, and then the famous, the club restructure, which um, instigated the, the so now famous five-year plan. I mean, that was what, what that was a five-year plan, wasn't it? And, um, and the most importantly, I think he was just before he was appointed on the board, he was certainly instrumental in getting um, George Burley and Dale Roberts from Colchester. I think that was December '94. I think Ben halfway through that season. Yeah. So shortly before he came, um, he became chairman. Um, and you know that full five four plan, and it was a five year plan because the first four years, bar well, sorry, bar um, first year '95 '96, we didn't make it on the last day. Lost in incredibly four playoff semi finals. Two of those seasons, a '98 '99, missed um, missed by a point. Bradford went up on the last day. Two points on the. Um, Obviously, the ultimately our promotion year, 99-2000, but obviously we got up in the playoffs. And then led us to that fifth-place finish, 2000-2001, missed Champions League by three points of gain, incredibly on the final day, qualified for the AFA Cup. And then it's that next season, wasn't it? And, and you know, when I, when I was doing this and looking back at it and giving it some thought, I mean, you know, a lot of our issues today, 15 years on, can still be really traced back to this, Season, it's honestly, um, after just and it was you look at that season, sum it up an absolute horrific start, barring that first game against Derby when I thought we were going to win the league again, the champs, <laughs> you know, um, or the second game we lost, lost the Sunday, Sunday, didn't we? Didn't we yeah. yeah, horrific start and horrific finish, and then in between that season, I think and we've done this before from like what just before Christmas till like end of February or maybe January till we got absolutely thumped at home by Liverpool. We won something like eight out of nine games. It was just ridiculous. I mean, almost over the line. And I still maintain, and what, so what happened? He, he then, you know, we obviously got relegated and him along with perhaps 
Burnley to a degree got some criticism over the perhaps what was seen to be at the time panic signings over Fanini George and certainly the Italian goalkeeper Matteo Serrani. And I still maintain that had Richard Wright and Scowcroft, James Scowcroft, stayed that close season leading into 2001-2002, I think would have stayed up. I really do. They were cornerstones of the previous seasons. But anyway, we're talking about that. Um, and I, yeah, I, I seriously think even up to today, we're still feeling the knock-on effect of, of, of that season. Obviously, we are. Um, he then oversaw really dark period, didn't he? The club falling at admin February 2003. Interesting enough, I forgot about this. Um, it's incredible, isn't it? Alongside the two other relegated clubs also went into admin. Derby and um, Derby and Leicester in February 2003. And what kicked in, you forget about things. This is when the, when the new August transfer window kicked in. So although they went in an admin in February, um, no business, you know, biz, business, no business could be done till the, till the following summer. And also, something else I forgot, um, incredibly, that just coincided with um, that on-digital broadcaster that was supposed to, you know, that was promising all the money to the, to the football league teams and non-Premier League teams. They went, um, they obviously went bust. I forgot about that. So that incredibly was a Satanta, terrible bit. Yeah. Satanta, exactly. Terrible bit of bad luck, really. Um, so he was also in charge of the hunt for potential buy for the club, which, and this is it, again, a bit of symmetry. Ten years ago, almost, October 2007, incredibly secured a £44 million investment from Marcus Evans, um, which ultimately still left him for the time being, left, left David Sheepshanks in his post. Um, and he stood down in July 2009 as chairman and took an unpaid non-exec role at the club. Um, he was appointed chairman of the Football League in '97, behind um, and he was behind the appointment of Scudamore, Richard Scudamore, as a CEA. 2010, joint acting chairman of the FA, and he's also one of the founding people and chairman now of, um, which is fantastic for St George's, St George's Park, the National National Football Centre. So explain, explain to me one thing. You talked about the, the five-year plan and all the tweaking every year. Um, mm. Explain the difference between, um, say, Burley finishing the playoffs and Dyer being sold and when Ipswich finished in the playoffs in fourteen fifteen, and what should have been done then in the sheep. It's just exactly right. It was just investment. As you know, players were sold and investment went investment went, went back in the team. So the correlation would be Dyer out and um, three Jermaine, players in. Jermaine Wright, Wright Gary John McGreal, Croft, John McGreal, John McGreal Marcus Stewart, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and the correlation is Tyro Mings. End of 2014-15. So despite what, what happened mid-season there, the no investment when we were, you know, either first or second going into that January transfer window before ultimately what was undoing perhaps the cup game against... Um, Maybe the cup game against Shifter, the Southampton, you know, the replay. So there, there is it. The 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 gaining in the summer of 2000, uh, the close seasons of 2015-16, of the all the money for Tyrone Mings and the non non um, yeah. reinvestment in the squad. Um, I think you nailed it, Dave. Well, I think so, mate. I really do. Um, and when I just a quick on a quick thing to put things really in perspective, just I think most people know this. You can easily find it out, but. Thirty-two million pounds in debt when he acquired the club in two thousand and seven, which as of now is close to seventy million. Um, for which, again, it's, it's in, out there in common knowledge. Um, 
Ipswich Town Football Club pays around 5.4% of interest. And reading between the lines, Ben, and looking at it now, there's no investment, and that would point to me that he's looking to sell the club. Interesting. Very, very interesting. What that... I, uh, yeah, I, was that how you see it? With that, with that investment? Dave, with that, with that... If, Dave, if you're right about that, a lot mm-hmm. of people owe Mick McCarthy a bit of... Um, a bit of leeway because if you're right that he he wants out he's put a stop on any any new spending then this is and I know okay tactical dinosaur whatever but it's kind of more his his bad management than mix isn't it if if you're right I, about I, that. I I agree to an extent I agree as management of the football club I agree but I think the bigger issue with the manager with Mick is the style of play, Ben, isn't it? Yeah, 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 true, true. yeah, yeah. Which, yeah we, I'm and sure. some, and someone, someone raised this on Twitter. I think it's on Twitter. Could, sorry, excuse me, Brian. Could be on the forum, TWT forum, about the general lack of investment and really just how scruffy the ground looked in and around the ground. And I think you had a point because you went in the away section for oh, it's, Brentford. It's like something out of the eighties, yeah. It's archaic, he said, wasn't it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's really yeah weird, so just. <laughs> Yeah, on a on a bit of a low note. So yeah, I think it's going to be and even simple things like you had you had a number on your on your ticket, and it's like I'll just go and sit anywhere. Yeah, and a couple of stewards up there and some rope, you know. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a very very interesting close season. I mean, I think I think we're we're nailed on to stay up, but from from then on, from the end of season, that Forest game onwards, yeah, could be a very very cataclysmic close season. I think for the football club. Interesting. Um, mm. Just quickly, it's it's still a good a good purchase for someone, isn't it? With fan base and infrastructure, and you know, <laughs> well, the, the, the twelve thousand stalwarts. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. You'd, you'd think it is, and you'd think if if with the you know with the right investment, with the right manager playing the right style of football, the crowds. Yeah, but crowds. Uh, Yes, some of the people would come back. Of course they would. And as much as people don't like this terminology, it would be a very nice asset for someone to have in their, you know, if you if you say an owner has to have mega portfolio, for someone to I'm have doing, in their, you know, in their portfolio. Yeah. Portfolio, I'm, and I'm doing the David Brent portfolio. <laughs> you know what I'm doing, don't you? you know I what do. I'm doing there. CV yeah. CV game. Um, just here. Says, I thought. I, can I just say I thought I was brilliant on a CV game last week? Yeah, the, I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to agree, but I'm not going to disagree. That, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, right. Justin says initially went for Nathan Ellington on CV game. Had Michael Chopper for a hole in none. You see, this is the new thing. This is the hole in none. Trying to actually guess who I've picked before I've even said the clubs. Um, anticipating yeah, no, I... connection. Um, and Howard um, was some nice George Williams uh, memories. Saying as a ten-year-old, couldn't quite understand defensive midfielders and. You know how much of a <laughs> that 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 was a change in philosophy because from my memory and you would remember this well which player directly came into the team to directly place George Williams Paul Mason Kieran Dyer mate really wow yeah. <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> okay um yeah. right are you ready for CV game Dave I think so I've got one two three and then it gets silly <laughs> okay are you ready oh what, what with loans and stuff. We won't do any loans. Right, you ready for this, Dave? Because I'll ever beat. Right, Feyenoord. Ipswich Town. Glasgow Celtic. Got it. 
Darlington. Bradford. Really? Seriously? Adelaide United. Para Hills Knights. Sydney <laughs> FC. Heidelberg United. That sounds like something out of Breaking Bad, doesn't it? Um, it sounds like the sound of music. <laughs> Adelaide Raiders. Rossvale. Um, do I need to do it again? I'll do it real quick, Dave. Feyenoord, Ipswich, yeah. Celtic. Yeah. You should have it by then. Darlington, yeah. Bradford, Adelaide, Para Hills Knights, Sydney, Sydney, Heisenberg United, I Am The Danger, Adelaide Raiders, and <laughs> Rossvale. Dave, go for it. I think it's Bobby Petter. Super Bobby Petter played cool. 71 games Dar- for Ipswich. Uh, How many nine- games did he play for Darlington? I had no idea. Played 12, scored one. Do, do you remember so there was a time, though, where Darlington had that weird... No investment. Yeah. yeah, George Reynolds was his name. And George built, Reynolds, yeah. Built a new yeah, ground stadium. and spent, yeah, a load of, spent a load of money. So so he went from Celtic to Darlington? Via Fulham on loan. Ah, oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool, he had that, he, um, that game against Norwich, Ben, I'm going to say it, he was unplayable, wasn't he? It's just nonsense, isn't it? It's just absolute <laughs> nonsense. He had a purple patch of about ten games before he came up against Danny Mills in the in the playoff. Oh, he roughed him up, didn't he? That, yeah, that didn't he? Didn't did he have didn't virtually, he, didn't it? Yeah, didn't he have a brilliant assist one night? I think you were there, Man City for Dyer at Man City. Yeah, just stood on the touchline, stood stood still with a defender. Defender should be in control of the situation, and just acceleration from standstill to yeah. cross. If you were a defender, you'd get dug out. But, you know, he could do it, hey? He could do it. Bobby. Yeah, seldom again. Seldom saw enough of it. Didn't, didn't, but again, he got he got a big ideas. I'm not even sure. Did he actually go on a free from us to sell? I can't remember. We've got any money for him, did we? I can't remember. Great move for him. I think he did okay at yeah, Good luck to him, yeah. Um, yeah, Martin O'Neill probably played him wing back or something, though, didn't he? I think that's probably true. Um uh, Statman this week, no no um, stat from Statman this week. He's been on assignment on Mother's Day duty. So Statman yeah, will be course. back next week. In the meantime, follow him on Twitter at ChompX3. Dave, Birmingham City coming up. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, like us, they do need the points, but I... I've got I've got this down. I've got this down. These next two games will cover the Wigan game, obviously next Sunday. But um, sorry, Sunday. What we're talking about Monday. Um, I've got us for four points for these two games, so I've got us down for a point. Um, I mean, they've just had a complete. I mean, what happened to them when they beat us? I didn't quite realise how lofty they were. Okay, it was probably only about how many games would have gone 16, 17, but even so. When they beat us at home in mid-December, they were seventh and level on points for Sheffield Wednesday. Who, who obviously Sheffield Wednesday have been entrenched in sixth ever since, which is pretty good. Um, Sack Rao at the day after. <clears throat> Zora appointed by the new owners. And since then, they have taken the princely sum of 11 points from 19 games and are now point a place below us on in 18th position. I mean, that has got to be one of the worst ever appointments in the history of appointments. Um <laughs> Djokovic has done well for him, hasn't he? he apparently, we were yeah. looking at him. He's got 11 goals. He's, he's done well. <laughs> Unfortunately, like, top assists, David Cotterill of Bristol City now. Of Bristol City, yeah. yeah we, like um, Morrison's a danger. Um, at, set uh, pieces. Set Big plays. lump, isn't he? And, and, and Donaldson's is, long throw, isn't he? Uh, Shotton is the kind of highest appearance maker. He's got um, the long throw as well, Sean. Um, you were going to say about Donaldson returning? Yeah, Donaldson's bad. Yeah, he's had some terrible injuries. He's only played 15 games. Terrible injury luck this season. He's only played 15 games. 
four score four goals. But yeah, eight penalties. Uh, yeah, he's a penalty miss. He came on, I think, full took a bit to last game. So uh, okay. whether he'll start against us or not, I don't. I quite like it. Good goalkeeper, Cusack's Cusack's decent, um, decent keeper. And, and yeah, last got a good point. Well, thanks to Cusack. Look, looking at the highlights, uh, one of those games. Um, Ipswich front, point. Ipswich front two, Dave. Oh Christ. Um, my God, I don't know. Oh, do you know what? If we go with a front two, depending on if... Uh, Impossible to say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if they're both injured, you think Sears and Pittman. If not, going with a front two, I think Lawrence is going to be injured. Um, yeah, McGoldrick and Pittman. No Sears? No, I don't think so. Oh, Interesting. I don't know, though. I don't know. I think they've got to give... I, I, I think they've got to give... I know they, he got the hook and he looked a bit... Moody and miserable at Cardiff. I think they've got to give Pittman another go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Um, have you gotten on this day, Dave? I have. I was struggling because I thought it was the day before. And I like to be accurate about these things, Ben. But this will cheer everybody up, or maybe it won't. <laughs> um, so, virtually a month, six weeks, five weeks before the cup final in 1978. It's like the United, you know, I like talking about this, term, this period in our history. A full house, I read it verbatim, March 27th, March 27th, 1978. A full house at Portman Road witnessed a Division One demolition job as local Norwich City came at local rivals. Norwich City came a cropper, a cropper, 4 0, thanks to strikes from Brian Talbot to David Geddes, whose, whose turn was to come a little bit later, and Mickey Mills. Um. And this is a good game. The day after, I'll just do this, Saturday the 28th, 1992, a brace. This is a rare brace. When Jason Dizel saw town continue their bid to become Division 2 champions as rivals Derby were seen off 2-1 at Portman Road. Lovely stuff. Um, there you have it. Follow Dave on Twitter, Dave. At DaveDiamond3. Follow me on Twitter, at Benjamin Bloom. But more importantly, follow the show on Twitter, at Blue Monday ITFC. God, we had about a million things for you to tweet in about. Um, what's a good <laughs> owner? Focal points, front ben, twos, player of the done, year, and any of that we've, stuff. We've done an hour and 21 without a gap. <laughs> um, yeah, we did talk on Skype for seven minutes. The show is actually an hour and 14. Okay, me. Yeah, that was our preamble. Um, oh, we did. Sorry, that's right. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash Blue yeah, Monday ITFC. I'm going to start putting a few snippet videos up on the YouTube channel. So YouTube, um, it's actually my personal channel, Benjamin Bloom, so you can find videos there of short-form bits of the by podcast. The, by the way, I did enjoy your video you put up on your new keyboard of you playing the lick to um, no, lick. take on me. You, you, riff. Did I say lick? Riff. No, lick's good, man. Lick. Oh, lick. Riff. Good, I'm just trying yeah. to be hip and... Hip and um, hip down stuff. with the yeah. musicians. And um, your, your bicycle stuff, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Um, a charity ride, a very good course, Prostate Cancer UK, which is the, first, the middle weekend, May the 14th and 15th of May. It's so Prostate UK, Friends of Ipswich Town Academy, and it's a 150-mile uh, charity cycle ride over two days between here and Lower Stoft and back the next day. And you can donate. A lot of people very kindly donated on uh, UKVirginMoneyGiving.com slash David Diamond. Cool. Thank you. And we will see you next week for some more Blue Monday action. Say bye, Dave. Bye. Bye bye from now.
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.